Welcome, this is Voice of Change, a syndicated radio broadcast and podcast airing since 2011. Voice of Change is committed to raising the leader in you. And because time is the unit of life, I assure you that the next few minutes you have decided to invest in your own leadership journey will be rewarded with a definite paradigm shift. Stay with me on Voice of Change. For the last two weeks on Voice of Change, we've been having a very important discussion. The issue of young people in politics. To be blatantly honest, there's no magic about being a young person in politics. I have looked and I've seen young people in politics who are much worse than their predecessors and ancestors. So what then is the advantage of being a young person? One, time. Ordinarily speaking, with nothing unplanned cuts down a young person, they have more time than an older person. That is, a 30-year-old has more time to create change, make mistakes than a 70-year-old. Two, energy. The young people have energy. Three, because they have time, young people have more time to make mistakes. Therefore, they are less risk averse. They have an appetite for risk. Usually, they are less responsibilities. So it's not about a child in university you have to put the money together for. And therefore, you are afraid to venture or dare. Because what you have in your hands right now must go far. Because you have a family and older children to take care of. There's time to make mistakes and bounce back from it. Ideally, young people should be idealistic. But sadly, I'm sorry, they're not. Sadly, this is not the case always. I've seen young people who are corrupt from the student union days and they're worse than ever by the time they graduate. Ideally, the young people should be the conscience of the nation and the women. But sadly, many times this is not the case. Sadly, young people just have more energy to do more evil than their predecessors have done. But this does not have to be the case. We started discussing last week the enabling environment for youth inclusion in politics. Now, don't go anywhere. Stay tuned to Voice of Change. Voice of Change is sponsored by AB Consulting and Awesome Treasures Foundation partners. Subscribe to Voice of Change podcast today on iTunes and Spotify and don't miss a single episode. John Maytu, a 31-year-old, is the youngest senator in Kenya today. He called himself a community project. (laughs) Nobody funded him is what he means. It was interesting talking to John Maitland. What kind of ecosystem produces a person like John Maitland? I spoke about policy. The young governor of Nairobi who met with me and we had a very interesting discussion. And I noted without being unabashed, he would pull out his notebook and write, as I spoke, on various things. Urban planning, branding of Nairobi. The decision was taken that very day of moving nightclubs out of residential areas. As an architect, I gave him the urban planning policy behind that. The zoning of the city, various issues, including social experiments in the city. He was full of ideas, brimming with ideas. You know what else I noticed? 
the, the chairman of the Nairobi Stock Exchange, a gracious gentleman who we had lunch with, 20 years older than the 37-year-old governor, clearly gave the governor the honor of his office. I was awed by his body language, his graciousness, not groveling, but the dignified deference the 57-year-old gave the 37-year-old in office. Indeed, he had even left and the governor wanted to see him and he came back graciously. I'm not too sure many places that can happen in Nigeria where a 37-year-old will say, I would like to see chairman. Where is he? And chairman, though he had a meeting at 4 p.m., would return just to keep the governor some time. I am too sure that as influential a man as the chairman of the Nairobi Stock Exchange, sits on the board of so many concerns he would say to the governor you see me at home but i digress i had heard as a juror at katie that in kenya there was a policy for inclusion for women for young people and people living with disabilities for 30 percent of government contracts i wondered what we could do to make this happen in nigeria at a meeting with mckinsey in nigeria i brought it up what can be done in Nigeria because while countries struggle to bring some gender parity in their recruitment and in their appointments and their compensations, the real drivers of the economy are the SMEs and this is where women are the most active. Apparently, it was Sakaya, the young governor of Nairobi, who when he was in parliament had pushed the bill for 30% to be reserved for women, young people, and people with disabilities, 30% of political offices. Therefore, even when they didn't go through the election, you will have to nominate one. So I met at least two nominated members of parliament representing the young people. Until there's a policy and we begin to enforce the policy that is compliance and we hold the leaders accountable we will not begin the journey towards the inclusion that we desire for as long as it is left to the discretion of the powers that be nothing will be done secondly how does a young man who says i'm a community project Another young man who says, I dropped out of secondary school and the community had to gather money so I could leave being a vulcanizer to get back to secondary school. How does a factory worker, I talk of three different people, how do they make it into political office and become members of parliament? We have to make sure that there is a cap on campaign funding. Yes, that law probably exists, but is it enforced? Does anybody probe the source of funds of anyone running for office for as long as some people have limitless funds there will be no end to corruption to appropriating government funds by incumbents so that they can return to power there will be no end to an electorate who demands money to vote for their own representatives there will be no point competing with your hard-earned money or go fund me models against those who have access to the entire treasury of government at any level. 
There will be no competition. Incubants will always win. Those who have passed through the political system once will always win. And there will never be change. The enabling environment is an environment we create through educating the people. Not just through informal means, through the pop culture, through the educational curriculum of primary, secondary, tertiary educational institutions. Enabling the environment in terms of the policy. A fixed percentage that must be met. And while we are that, not just political inclusion, but economic inclusion. 30% public procurement by the government are also allocated in Kenya to women, young people, and people living with disabilities. How else are they supposed to make the money to even print out campaign leaflets if they're not economically empowered? Some people say, oh, there are not enough young people, women, and people living with disabilities to fulfill these roles that are open, not up to 30%. When they're not up to 30% and you must find capable hands, the state will begin to develop the human capacity in these three categories. The enabling environment, rigorous compliance and enforcement of the laws and the regulations concerning campaign funding. Until we have the right ecosystem, talking about young people in politics will continue to remain a pipe dream. What can we do to begin to make the change, to make sure that there is genuine inclusion, that all the people who are actually governed, women, young people, people living with disabilities, actually have a voice in how they are governed. What do you think? I'd like to hear from you. I'm on Instagram at Jumoke Adenawa. Let me hear what you have to think about inclusion in governance for women and young people. It's time for change.